Hi guys, welcome back to Melon and Girl Prom Podcast episode 26 of season 3 and today we're going to talk about nostalgia cartoons, especially those of the 90s. Now thinking back to childhood, childhood wouldn't be complete without cartoons. It's like a bird without wings. We've all gone through the phase of watching cartoons and some hit childhood nostalgia more than others and very popular cartoons of the 90s era of all time and I'm about to discuss some of those. Number one, the top tier of 90s cartoon is Tom and Jerry. Now, you think the simple competition between a cat and a mouse was prominent in this main show with these main characters, Tom the cat and Jerry the mouse, on an endless journey of making life difficult for each other. But between like their devious plans or falling in love for the female love interest or taking care of nephews, cousins, or friends, or different human parents to always throw a wrench in their plan. They always found a way to team up together and put the rally aside to help each other out. And then they back to their same antics of outdoing each other. And then you have Scooby-Doo. You had Fred, Daphne, Velma, and uh, their great dang Scooby-Doo solving mysteries and realizing they were the bad guys under the mask or just really weird people with grudges. And then you have Popeye, the sailor man. The sailor who got super strength from eating spinach. Popeye arrived in the awkward seaside village called Sweet Heaven Village to find his father. The series follows him, his girlfriend Olive Hole, and his arch enemy Bluto in their day to day eccentrics and their different antics that I was getting to when Bluto Olive tried to steal Popeye's girlfriend. That was just some of the adventures that I kind of get into. And then this might be a, a different one that many people have not seen in the 90s. Pengu. Pengu was this amazing clay animation series revolving around Pengu, a penguin who lived in the Antarctic with other penguin families in the igloos. The biggest draw of this series is, is its simplicity and the lack of any real dialogue. It just took the animation and the motion to tell the story. Now, we all grew up with Teletubbies and, you know, that the lovely baby son that could, could have fueled nightmares for some children back in the day. Or even as adults, you're like, why did I end up watching this show? But Teletubbies had its own unique charm. You had Tinky, Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe. And now it has its own little song trending on TikTok now. It was a... They even had televisions on their stomachs, a baby face, and a sun, and a windmill, which began new events in each episode, and always a vacuum cleaner that had eyes that always cleaned up their mess. Then you have the woman, crazy lover, and chaser, Johnny Bravo. Known for his cry chops, confidence, and his crazy yellow hairdo, Johnny Bravo is certain that all girls like him, but he is wrong all the time. And when Johnny Bravo does end up having potential dates or girls who actually like him, it doesn't always stay in his favor, sadly. And then you have the popular series Pokemon, which is still popular today, uh, which watches a journey of a uh, 10-year-old aspiring to be a Pokemon trainer named Ash Ketchum and his friend along with his trusted pal Pikachu. Then we have Blade Blade. The high-tech spinning tops holding beasts inside are used by a group of kids who form teams and battle each other to win their world championships. Now we all know we had a Blade Blade going up in it and from boys and girls, we always try to see who could spin their play, but the fastest in class during recess. And then we have the, the prominent Dragon Ball Z. So we all know Dragon Ball Z follows the adventure of Goku and the other Z fires who protect the Earth from evil, from evil and all the arcs that are still continuing to this day and still have many movies and spinoffs and series that are still going. And then you have Courage the Cowardly Dawn, which is making a cross uh, collab with Scooby-Doo. And I think... It also, Scooby-Doo also did a cross-cloud with Supernatural as well, but they're definitely having a crossover with Scooby-Doo, and I'm really excited for it. This poor dog who lives with his elderly owners in the middle of nowhere while trying to 
save his family from all these evil crazies that's always happening to them. In their small town of Nowheresville, where dark and humorous things always seem to happen, and I mean always, even on a calm, normal day, something's always strange to happen. Then you have the lovely SpongeBob SquarePants that's still running to this day, where you have a friendly yellow sponge and his friends who live in the city of Bikini Bottom, which is, you know, a typical underwater fictional series. Then you had Baby Looney Tune, and we all have a lovable learn to characters and just shrink them down to their baby days and basically just follow them there. Then you have Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And honestly, for this show, Ed and Eddie, it was very weird for the parents to either be somewhat seen by the arms of them or not ever hear them speaking in doubt, kind of like Charlie Brown, but at least you saw some physical aspect of the, of the parents, kids' parents, kind of. And then, you know, it kind of followed the adolescence of boys growing up. You have Ed, Ed, and Eddie are clueless about girls is everything else. Eddie is the idea guy, always scheming and dragging his buddy along. They go on summertime adventures involving part-time jobs, triages, and of course, growth. Then you have the lovely Powerpuff Girls, the show that followed three sisters, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, as they often save the town, Townsville from Iwadoos, as the likes of Mojo Jojo, the gang, Green Gang, and him. Then you have the lovely adventures of Billy and Mandy. Billy and Mandy befriend the Green Week, who all had Jamaican accents, which we never really questioned in the series, but we see what the characters were trying to do here, I think. And as they deal with people from school, family, and visitors from the spear world. Then we have the lovely Dragon Tales. And we all love Dragon Tales, like the, the the hit show on PBS Kids. You had Emmy and Max finding a magical place called Dragonland, where they were transported using a magical crystal and face challenges that stemmed from everyday life with their best friends who are dragons as well from that are named or Cassie, Zach, and Weezy and Quince, Quinstill and Quetzal. Quetzal was his name. I was like, I don't know why I had to pronounce his name wrong, but it's Quetzal. I always love Quetzal. He's very wise behind his ears and always spoke Spanish. That kind of helped kind of learn Spanish a little bit. Even when they did brought a new character to the mix, I thought that was very helpful and very intriguing. But all these cartoon shows that I listed like why are they very important because I feel like when you're looking back at nostalgia like tv shows it always sparks kind of a joy that we always end up wanting to share with our own children one day and I think when you have things like Pokemon, Curse Cat Art, Hey Arthur, another great show, Spongebob Squarepants, it's like these some of these shows are still memorable today and they'll keep on going but some of these shows you know have stopped but you can always watch them either on Naya or any streaming app that will have these shows on their like streaming services which is a good way to relate back to childhood because scooby-doo is still running just with newer animation but the same cast peeking their brain was brought back and now hulu dexter laboratory um is you can still watch on streaming site john and jerry is still going even bringing back some of the refunds reruns and Yu-Gi-Oh is still going just new adaptations of it so is digimon um sonic the hedgehog fairly that parent rywark was also brought brought back Justice lee cat dog Gargoyles was my show, you know, it was very, even though it was very dark for a kid's show, I just remember having all, like, the gargoyles statues coming alive at night and finding monsters. The plot was pretty advanced for a kid's show, to be honest, and it, I was okay with that, but I feel like if anyone younger than that was watching Gargoyles, if the plot would probably not go over their head, because Gargoyle aired around 1994 by creator Greg Wiseman, and much like most of early childhood shows, only lasted a few seasons before getting booted in 1997. Boo. And then the show is kind of like this group of medieval gargoyles that were from the 1994 Scotland who were frozen to stone by some curse. And in 1994, a billionaire 
approaches the castle that the gargoyles were frozen on and awakens them. With the hell of the police force, they fight crime around New York City and the world. I remember the show through in humor as well. I remember the big gargoyle, but Goliath was his name. You know, and I thought that was really cool for a show to have that kind of premise. And if they bring it back, I would still like to see them bring back the show, but still keep the same like style and just keep the original cast if they're still alive today and just, just bring it, make it more dark if you can, or bring it back to its former glory. And then we have the lovable Jackie Chan series. I remember watching Jackie Chan. The show was created by John Rogers, and Jackie Chan also helped. Jackie Chan himself in the late 2000s. Basically, run around archaeologist and kung fu legend Jackie Chan and his cousin, not his cousin, his niece, his 12 year old niece, Jade, to live with them. Together, they go on wild adventures to fight evil and find ancient artifacts to solve ancient mysteries. Jackie frequently visits his uncle, whose superstitions wise old man that owns an antique shop nearby. And mainly, besides Jackie and his niece, Jade, finding these mysterious minions, evil doers, and finding these different, like, Talisman things like stones that have kind of give them analytic abilities. That was pretty cool. Thought the show was really interesting. And then my, who can forget? Hey Arnold, the the show practically defines the nineties Nickelodeon. It was one of the main cartoons on Nickelodeon, and it was watched between like the early two thousand. It was created in nineteen ninety six by Craig Bartlett, and Hey Arnold was a show that forces on an average football shaped head boy named Arnold to live with his grandparents in an apartment in the city. It was kind of mixed up like. Seattle, Oakland City, and New York City combined to one. And for the most part, it kind of dealt with some deep topics and personal ones, you know, was really suitable for kids show to understand what, what issues the kids go through, the topics they'd be faced with there in the real world. And along with Arnold and his friends, they hanged out after school or hanged out after the city. It was a pretty interesting show that helped you deal with issues with your best friends or feelings you have towards your school cross. It was something that made being a kid seem like the coolest thing in the world. It portrayed city life pretty accurately, honestly. It showed that being wealthy wasn't equivalent to having fun. The show kept things very interesting and always had the, hey, Arnold, in these situations. The characters were all interesting, had their own unique personalities. The art style and music were pretty cool and modern looking. The show ran for about 100 episodes and ended in 2004 and it had two movies. And I think overall, it does have its reboot on the Nicktoon show, which is pretty good. Then we have um, Totally Spy, which I love. Despite, you know, the girls in their Sam, Clover, and Alex, and like the represented color of the cat suit, they made the female trio being super international spies really cool. It made between either both the male audience and the female audience that, you know, you have these high school girls could become super spies and you follow them all through high school and college, but you know, they all have their unique personalities to them. Like Clover was the kind of like your stereotypical California girl who loved fashion, shopping, and boys. Alex, who was clumsy at times, bit of a tomboy. And then Sam, who was the smart one and serious one of the, in, in the group. And together they were spies for the secret organization of Whoop, who supervised Jerry was a middle-aged bald British guy. They would go on missions, try to drop the bad guys, find out information about various criminals. And always had to keep their secret identities a secret while also trying to balance school life while they went their own high school issues by she was a bully at school, was like shopping, being boy crazy, having sleepover. And you still wonder over how did they manage to pull this off with their busy schedules along with the being a natural super spy on top of that. And overall, I think the show was really ahead of its time and it ran for like six seasons. 
course, you have other shows like Recess, Rocket Power, The Wild Thornberries. Now, we all know The Wild Thornberries. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. Just saying. Now, I will say there are a lot of cartoons that I can go on and on and mention, but I just want to kind of see if I trigger anyone's natural nostalgia for the respectful cartoons that they watched up growing up, especially Rocket Power. I thought was a really cool show. Um, basically, you don't know Rocket Power was kind of like their own parody of Kid Next Door. So they weren't allowed. There was this group of kids who liked the skateboard. And, you know, who would hang out in the local town, whether it be the skate park, the beach, or a local outdoor girl where their dad run and worked at. You know, you had Otto, Twister, Reggie, and Squid go skating and surfing and do things you expect of any typical California kid. Much of the show revolved around their skating and surfing, as well as their dad, Ray, and his friend, Tito. He had some of interesting things outside of skating and surfing, such as vandalism, living with a single dad, and brother and sister bonding. The show also broke gender stereotypes by having a girl in the group of guys and getting into boy activity. It also had a pretty catchy instrumental thing. It was a show that I wouldn't mind going back to and watching occasionally. Now it's from way far from its genetic and bland show we have around now. And it ultimately didn't stop airing until 2004. Which they kind of need to bring it back because they keep they bring back all the other '90s shows. Like you need to bring back Rock Power. Like please, please, Nickelodeon creators, please. It was a good show. Bring it back. And then you have the Wild Thornberries. If you have watched Nickelodeon in the early 2000s, you will easily remember the show, The Wild Thornberries. The Wild Thornberries kind of focused on this family that traveled across the world, especially with their youngest Eliza, the main character who could talk to animals, and Darwin adopted chimpanzee Debbie. Eliza's annoying sister who hates life she was forced to live in with her two parents, Nigel and Marianne, whose job consisted of filming wildlife. They adopted a feral boy named Donnie, who was voiced by Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and this family travels in the world in their convoy filming animal and nature documentaries. It was a great educational show that tried to make the viewers more aware on animals and natural habitat as those involving poaching and endangered species, while also having Eliza communicate with animals was a brilliant idea for the kids' show. I always do you think you would have that phase where you're always interested in animals and it's awesome to have, like, see what they're actually thinking and want to tell you if they can actually talk to us? And even though the show didn't really rely on its comedic effect, it did really do a good impact of showing to be more invested in our wildlife and trying to find a way to help them be preserved and hopefully not, not to go extinct. Sadly, I haven't helped for most of the animals, but hopefully not too late to save the rest of them, right? Hopefully. Then you have Cow and Chicken, and then Codename Kids Next Door. And you also have the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Tiny Two Adventures, Doug, Rock Was My Life, Ah, Real Monster, The Magic School Bus, I Am Weasel, Invader Zim, Alvin Chipmunk, A Pup Named Scooby Doo, Inspector Gadget, Clever the Big Red Dog, Dora the Explorer, Chalk Zone, if you love Chalk Zone, uh, What Happened to Robot Jones, Foster Homes for Imaginary Friends, Camp Lajla. Cat Scratch, My Gym Partners a Monkey, and The Adventures of Winnie and Pooh, and then also My Life as a Teenage Robot were on another one of the popular cartoon series that we all grew up watching and wish we could go back to relieve our childhood sometimes because when we realized when they meant the phrase be as a child long as you can as you be a child as long as you can, I think I missed the phrase where we could just go back to our nostalgia 90s cartoons when they were on a specific schedule and we could just go back and watch them because that's what we miss most of all because they gave the best moral lessons I feel like them with the cartoons they have now I mean besides like Bubba Guppy now they have Baby Shark I miss like cartoons that like they would ask you like what you learn you know 
at the end of the series now, I'm just like, it's kind of expect the kids to repeat what they learn in the middle of the episode. And like, always like, like in Blue School, they also like always go back and state like, what did we learn? What were the clues? What did Blue want to do for day? And that goes for the other shows as well, you know? Um, but I feel like even in this now generation with these kids growing up now, you can still show them the cartoons that we grew up with and maybe they'll fall for love for it too. I mean, you know, I feel like overall, I think when looking back at my own cartoons that I watched growing up, I'm like, it's still very important for me to kind of not roll back with it, to take a break and relive some of the moments in the 90s of these cartoons that I grew up love and watching them had valuable life lessons from and it had sparked my interest of learning and being adventurous and sparked my imagination. That's all of being a kid is like and I wish that maybe sometimes they'll might bring back some of these lovable cartoons because I have for most of them but not all of them but it would be nice to see some of the cartoons be brought back into the 21st century now and see if they still keep the same message or how, how would they try to change the script just a little bit but there's no telling for now because TV's always changing and cartoons are always changing so we'll just see what the next batch of cartoons will have to bring for this generation's or it will have to be our generation showing what, what the best cartoons would be like, you know? But until then, hope you have a nice day and see y'all real soon. Until then, bye.